0: What'd you do with him? We buried him.
1: On a hill. Overlooking a little river. With pine cones all around. You did? Come on, Janice, what the fuck? What do you care what we did with him? Huh? What do you want to know? I loved him so much.
2: You're gonna miss your bus. Get on that bus, Janet. Janice, back to Seattle you go. But thanks for the favor. Welcome to Cut to Black, uh, Sopranos Sit Down, I am Jim Scampoli. I'm
1: Jacob Burrows, and man, this episode, this episode, Jim, Ah, oh, man, what a swerve, what a swerve, I say, and I like Janice now, hey, stick around, don't even get on that bus, let's have you do a couple more hits, this is perfect, it's gonna work out, join the family. We're here to discuss episode uh, 12 of season 2 of The Sopranos, The Knight in White Satin Armor so many meanings to that title as i realize reading it um because of course a wedding gown is white mm-hmm. yes that's true this episode was written by
2: robin green and mitchell burge uh yeah burgess names we've heard quite a few times and i'm sure we'll hear again and directed by alan colter uh the writers actually the writers did win a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding... No, that's not... Yeah, no, Outstanding Writing and a Drama Series. And the director also won a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Directing. And um, William B. Sitch received a nomination for single-camera picture editing, but apparently did not win. Well, he
1: deserved it. He should have got it, too. Give him all the awards, I say. Uh, This is a real good episode. If we want to talk... I I think we want to talk a bit, you know, first about whatever before we get into the details. And I'll say... um, You know, season one was, like, build up to a mob confrontation thing. Uh, And then it was really cool. I mean, Junior versus Tony. And then this season, and his mother was involved too, of course. Let us not forget. Um, But season two, it was like, Richie, and you expect kind of the same thing. So that's why I'd call it a bit of a swerve, the way things play out. Because it's weirdly... Not anticlimactic, but it's like it's it's you know it's not what you expect.
2: Well, that's what I was going to ask. Now, is it a brilliant swerve, or is it like a lazy cleanup?
1: Um, I don't think it's a lazy cleanup at all. Personally, no, Do I, People think that? Do you? No, think that? I don't think that at all. But I,
2: I feel like I don't think that at all. But I feel like on paper, and maybe in a lesser show. It's it comes right up to the line almost Uh, And I think I think partially why it works too Is because you know as we've talked about Through this whole season There's a It's set up in a certain way In the first episode with the first appearance of Richie And then it doesn't quite play out that way over the season We get glimpses and there's definitely a feeling That there's going to be a showdown But it isn't quite set up in the same way you'd expect where it's always elevating between them and really building to some sort of, uh, climax. It's just yeah. a thing that it's, you know, it has to go one way or another and
1: it kind of lucks out in a weird way. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, we still got some of the buildup. We still got some really cool scenes in this episode, relating to that, Uh, and then it goes, you know, another way, obviously. But I I think it's a good move because the season has been about, you know, Tony feeling the meaninglessness of everything crushing down on him uh, to a large degree. And if he got to really, like, take someone out, uh, it would be like, oh, yeah, I'm back. It's Tony, baby. Mm. And instead, it's like, oh, they were engaged, and now he's He's Gonzo, and like it—it's just a, a weird thing to happen uh, as well. Like because the show refuses to be just, fuck we'll the other gangs rolled into town. We gotta take out the other gang, and it's kind of like those cool things that are in the show with Junior and all these conflicts. It's like we we. We do some of that, but we are not. Get, we refuse to go all the way and make it like a war between Richie and Tony. Uh, just like the whole show isn't like, oh, we got to do this criminal thing. The crimes happen in the background. Um, so I think it works.
2: And, I, and honestly, to me, I feel like the whole purpose of all this is just to get Tony in the house when Livy is there. Like in a weird way, that is the bigger moment and the bigger climax, and the more important, the more important thing is, he trips and falls and she laughs at him. Like it's more to me, anyways. It's like more devastating than you know Richie getting capped, uh, at least for the way this show has. Because I mean, I guess in this season had have they shared any scenes at all? I, I'm trying to remember if there was a small one in the beginning
1: or not i mean there's been like uh the uh, meadows recital and she's in the back yeah and they like oh she's over there and then carmilla's saying where she is tony i don't remember if he looks he's he's smelling the flowers that richie brings in and uh there was a funeral too but i don't remember yeah where well, she
2: there. was w- it was a similar thing she was just kind of yeah. wailing in the background trying to get attention okay
1: yeah So, um, let's let's start at the beginning. It starts with a couple dancing through this empty room, um, and I thought this was a dream sequence, (laughs) um, because, or rather, I thought, like, that looks, it's such a great thing because it works on two levels. Like, I'm not surprised they won an award for this, because it actually works as what I thought it was, which was young Richie and, uh, and young Janice, uh, dancing around as a metaphor in this new house that they've got. And I'm like, oh, that guy looks like a weird greaser. It's got to be, like, him from the past. But no, it's just his son uh, dressing up like his daddy, kind of. Um, so so it adds up. And you got the music. And th- this whole first scene is set to this music, which makes it weirdly like a dance. Yes, yeah,
2: and it's... Um... It's such a like a jarring way to bring in the Sopranos like you got your woke up this morning and driving and all like the kick ass, like getting you in the mood. And then, it, yeah, it throws you off and you're second guessing what's going on. And, yeah, it, it, it is very dreamlike because yeah. uh, it, it's and it's just like a, it's just a great shot, too, because it's just that empty, the big empty White House that we saw in the last episode. But then a couple is just dancing from room to room. So sometimes they're off frame. Sometimes they're coming in. And then Tony and Janice come in through the door and uh, solidify. Okay, yes, this is the Sopranos. HBO didn't fuck something up. yes (laughs)
1: and then it's uh, like they carry in this uh, couch and say hello to some characters that i don't know who they are they're kind of hanging out and drinking on patio chairs indoors because they don't have any real furniture yet uh watching something monster trucks actually um and that's he calls him jackie i don't remember who that is well yes this.
2: this is we're introduced this is jackie jr this is jackie april's son
1: all uh, right, right Jackie right. from right. season 1.
2: Yeah, it, it's kind of glossed over, but uh yeah, that's that's it's Jackie Jr. It's it's Richie's nephew and uh the 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 deceased Jackie senior's son.
1: Yes, and he has dropped out of college, which Tony is like, "Oh, Jackie would roll over in his <laughs> grave over this." Yeah. Um but this all leads to an argument between Janice and Tony uh because Uh, Tony doesn't want Richie around his kid. He says, you know, AJ can't go. He got to see an algebra or whatever because he wants to go fishing or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because it's not like... I mean, I guess it makes more sense because Richie is becoming part of the family, but it's not like I I got the impression that Richie would regularly hang out with AJ or something. But, I mean, I guess since he's going to be his uncle, it does make sense that he's trying to do some stuff like that. And... Yeah, it's it's uh for Tony's side. I mean, what we know about Tony now, he doesn't like Richie. It does seem like it's just more of a passive aggressive thing sure. uh than anything and it kind of does work at least uh, completely not maybe as he intended, but he knows it's going to like hurt, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, they we get introduced to this engagement party that's happening. Um, and, you know, they, they just argue. They're yelling at each other. Oh, you can't stand to see me happy, you cocksucker. And then Tony is with his Russian guma. Well, some new boots. Well, it's great because we know there are a bunch of people in that house. And even, like,
2: the dancers don't really, like, uh, miss a beat. And <laughs> yeah. it's not like Jackie Jr. and his friends. Like, no one cares. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because... You know, we find out later things quite, maybe aren't as copacetic, but Tony's making some comments about Richie's son dancing, and then, you know, Janice is sticking up for him, and then kind of what we know about Richie, we're like, okay, maybe Richie doesn't second guess this because he's all, you know, enlightened somewhat. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's kind of an interesting, weird little setup, because Tony comes off more of his, more of a dick, uh, like about, like you know, Richie's son, mm. and even... Uh, to an extent, uh, Jackie Jr. But yes, then we pick up with uh, Arena.
1: Yes, and uh, this scene starts out pretty relaxed, but uh, Tony's kind of annoyed, as he has been all season, Um, and it leads to an argument, because I'm just trying to figure out what exactly... It's like two arguments in a row where I'm like, well, I guess the real reason is Tony's just pissed off. Well, Tony starts setting things in motion to break it
2: off. Now, I kind of feel like... I mean, because Malfi asks him later, and he says, because it's not fun anymore. But in the previous scene when they're having an argument, Janice does make a crack about uh, Tony's Russian guma, because it's like, I think he makes a crack about their marriage uh, or like being, you know, something about the sanctity of marriage, whatever it is. And then she makes a, a crack about his guma. So I feel like the only reason why he is breaking it off is to somehow like, by principle, prove Janice wrong or whatever. And yeah. this sets all this stuff in motion. Uh, all the drama he has to deal with throughout the episode.
1: I think you're totally right. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, she brings up someone who like wanted to, someone who's interested in her to make him jealous, and yeah. he's like, "That sounds like a great idea. You should do that. <laughs> like find someone who can give you what you want." And she's like, oh, "I just want you." And then going from like maybe you should think about that he starts going like, what the fuck is wrong with you i'm gonna go <laughs> and she's screaming that she's gonna kill herself and, yeah yeah she loves her scene.
2: boots at first yeah it starts out she's very excited well i mean they fuck, and you know tony climaxes and then she goes and is like oh my god these boots are so great uh i made a note i forget exactly how it comes up when she says something about uh, reading chicken soup for the soul and he's like, tomato sauce for your ass. It's the Italian version. <laughs> yeah. And- Tony never
1: gets any laughs with his jokes. <laughs> You'd think as a mob leader, he'd inspire some fear laughter. And That it- one's even not that bad. So but it's no. pretty good. And yeah, it's
2: it's because uh, he, he's bringing it up. He's trying to act like he's being a good guy, kind of. I, I think in a way, I do believe he has concern because he's like, you know, maybe go down to that modeling place. or you know, you need to start like getting your life together. Uh, and then, yeah, she makes her suicide threat. He storms out. Uh, this doesn't count as a storm out though. Uh, and she throws a thing at the, at the door. And then now we're discussing garbage roots. Uh, with Richie and I think Jackie Jr. is there. And who's that other character? It's like Larry boy's cousin. Uh,
1: Albert. Yeah. Albert Barisi. Yeah, who shows up uh, later Uh, again, obviously. You know, this is the exciting life of a mobster. You're standing outside in the rain, uh, talking about garbage routes. And as always, we're left to piece together what the fuck they're talking about. It's not too complex, though. They've got different routes, from what I gather. And then you make bids on them, which I guess they've got different garbage companies. And then you, you know, make bids for different routes, but... They have, like, fixed bids, so there's only one place making the bid at one time, so they're going to get it. Something like that, Jim? Yeah, and it's basically someone in the crew
2: or one of the crews is going to get that route, and, you know, routes mean money. And Tony, I mean, Tony's using this as an example to, you know, punish Richie because, you know, he does bring up that, you know, you're still selling drugs on the routes after I told you not to. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Jr. starts getting tough as, you know... he. There's, it's only what my father would have wanted and blah 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 and i i think um tony says something to richie has that great line like see he told you to shut the fuck up and he told me to go fuck myself
1: <laughs> kid, you know what he did yes. right there he's translating for him um and talking about you know giving respect and earning respect and uh i mean he's right because you did tell him yes uh and but but i mean at the same time he as we've said if he'd had If it had been a bit more soft, like, kind, respectful towards Richie, you don't have to be soft in what you do, but just in the way you behave towards him, things might have de-escalated, but then... He's the boss. He shouldn't have to keep writing him, like he also said last episode. Yes. Um, so to get Junior in on all this, we got to put some pressure on him money-wise. So we have a scene with a lawyer. He's talking about how they're going to go through all the wiretaps and uh, make special analysis. And he's going to, you know, ballpark figure about four, 400K maybe. Um, so he has a bit of a motive moving into the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah, because then it
2: cuts to, yeah, Junior Junior, and Richie are discussing it, and uh, Junior does throw it out there, but he says, you know, we need allies for what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I, I forget if this is the scene, I believe, when they walk out, and Junior has that comment like, you know, ah, the moxie on that kid for a kid his size, and, <laughs> and Bobby's just kind of like, yeah, fearless or something like that. It's great because it kind of comes back again later. Uh, yeah. Where Bobby tries to initiate, be like <laughs> yes. the guy this size. Can you believe it? And Junior <laughs> has made a
1: complete turn. It, it, I love the way that plays out. Yeah, and you know, from Junior's perspective, when I was watching this, obviously I didn't know where this was going. I thought kind of like. Junior's heading down this route pretty fast like given how things are and what he has to gain and lose from all of this Uh, but that all you know adds up in the end that what he asks him to do is to go and feel him out and uh, he's not really feeling out the other guy he's feeling out Richie as well seeing what he's got as far as chops yes small little guy and I haven't actually thought about how small he is but I guess he is kind of a small guy yeah he's
2: like a small guy but he's got a lot of fight in him he's like a little uh, Yorkshire terrier Uh, but, uh, it reminds me, I believe it's a line, um, in the previous episode when Junior's complaining to Tony and Tony says something about, Tony has this comment about like all the money you have, like kind of insinuating that even though Junior is like reacting and like he needs money based off what his lawyer is telling him and he's reacting about this Coke, Tony hints that Junior's got money stashed away, but he's kind of maybe, Maybe Olivia maybe a little Olivia Soprano ish where he's got a you know, a golden baked ham under one arm and he's crying <laughs> about all his the bread he doesn't
1: have. Yeah. So, uh, his lawyer bread. The you, lawyer needs his bread. Yeah. Um yeah, exactly. Uh, he's he's probably fine, but hey, you what uh, we have a saying in, in Sweden, ha mer." like if you got a lot, you want more. The more you have, the more you want. True. Um, well, it's all relative. A- I mean, even if he's got money stashed away, no one just wants to hand over $400,000. Very true, very true. Um, so speaking of handing things over, <laughs> uh, we got Big Pussy over here walking over to, uh, to a car with a present this time, saying thanks for, you know, uh, not... <laughs> not reporting me for murdering that guy nudge, nudge wink wink yeah why like, i he, didn't hear you saying that <laughs>
2: why is he doing that like for looking the other way in the bevil Aqua, uh bid and and even skip i think skips like holy shit why are you like because i don't think it was ever as clear like skip all obviously said like there was a husky accomplice And he thought maybe it was pussy, but now pussy's basically confirming it and he's trying to give him this gift. And he's like, I can't accept this. We'll bring it over to like the fireman's house or something. And then big pussy's like, See, that's what's great about you guys. You got uh, rules and policies and you stick by them.
1: And is that the I mean, what happened to big pussy? Like, in uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know.
2: I was gonna say the same thing because, like, basically, last where we left him, he was in a good spot, it seemed like um i mean he was they, they had the Bevelacqua case he was getting closer to tony uh so i don't know this i don't know or maybe if they're this is more of a cheat that they're doing here as far as the writing is concerned where he's kind of back and forth but they do use it because skip even comments on it uh when he's talking to his chief later where he's like one minute i love tony soprano and i'm a disloyal piece of shit the next minute I'm gonna work for the FBI and go around making speeches. So I don't know if maybe they base this on a legit like the like um, way that people act when they're in this position, or if they're just cheating because it's like almost the end of the season and they need to get them to a certain spot.
1: I mean, they do say like worst like he thinks we're friends. Worst case of Stockholm syndrome I ever saw. Yes, um, yeah. Like him he's starting to relate to these people more but it is it is kind of weird timing because there have been times where tony's like acting like a real piece of shit to him Mm. uh before and then he goes off crying in the bathroom about how great (laughs) tony is and now all of a sudden uh like you said i was trying to find if they even had any scenes last episode and the only one i can think of unless i'm skipping something is at the end where they're all just hanging out like we talked about last week um it's all chill in there he's reading a porno mag or something uh so, uh, so yeah, it, it, I wouldn't say it's a cheat. I think it makes sense psychologically. It's just I expected there to be something that caused this. True. it feels like there isn't really. And it's kind of lazy, but I just am fine with thinking that happened off screen too. Yeah, I, I
2: agree. And you know, I guess it would make sense for someone in this mind state because it's like you gotta go back and forth. And you would almost like it would make sense that Pussy would start thinking about, OK, well, what can I do with my life after this? All right. Well, yeah, I can go to Scottsdale, Arizona, and then we could make I can make speeches to FBI agents and yeah. uh, tell my story. And then, uh, you know, Skip's just kind of like staring at him dead faced. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, then we got Carmilla smelling Tony's clothes. Not a good look for poor Tony Soprano, because as we know, he was with his guma not too long before that.
1: Uh, Yeah, bad timing in general (laughs) because he just ended it and he's been bragging about how it's been over forever and now it finally is and now is when you're going to start getting found out. Great. Um, So there's the party happening next, the engagement party, where everyone's just enjoying these uh, uh, hors d'oeuvres and sipping on some wine. And and the new wallpaper. really wanted to be here. Everyone's loving the
2: new wallpaper too oh yeah
1: <laughs> exactly um so what is you know i mean i know carmilla goes off and cries what is the crux of this scene what is the most important well thing? Bef- there's the speeches i guess
2: yeah before that tony zeroed in on richie and uh big Pussy's tr- clearly like as skip does say we want you with uh with a wire at yeah. the engagement party and he's trying to talk to tony like oh what do we know about um Shit, I forget what he, he brings up it's The airline tickets, right? Yes, yeah. But Tony's just staring at Richie, and he's like, look at this motherfucker over there. Like, it's such a great... Like, we've seen so many uh, moments, and I mean, especially in this episode, but beforehand of Tony just lucking out of things in a way, and here's another case. Uh, but then he uh, finds out that Livia's on Prozac uh, when he's arguing or, or talking to Janice, and it kind of hits him because I guess it's like a weird—they have a thing in common or something. Yeah, and then he tries yeah. to talk to Carmela about. It. I I like, I love how Tony it like goes to Carmela because th- there is this bond, but he's already fucked it up. I, know, I mean he he knows about it, but he doesn't know that it's fucked up in the moment. So she's yeah. like, yeah, whatever, walks away. And then Janice and Richie both make really sweet speeches about their you know finding each other i found who would have thought that i would have found my my life here at home and you know richie makes a nice speech and that's when carmella yeah. walks away upset because to her marriage is a fucking sham
1: yeah i mean she's uh jealous which will uh <laughs> we'll see how you know you know grass is always greener <laughs> and all that uh she she made it further than they did in their relationship um but uh yeah it, you gotta have this scene because you gotta you gotta sh- show this between uh Richie and uh, and Janice because because we had them get engaged off screen they didn't have a big like moment and even all of their relationship has been kind of like oh we're at the yoga place oh we're fucking with a gun like <laughs> you do and uh, you gotta have this to cement It's like the the classic thing. You got to show the the good before you get to the bad, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You gotta. It's smart
2: because you're right. Yeah, we didn't see uh, the engagement, so it does. It didn't really feel like an impactful thing. Uh, But now it starts to feel like, oh, okay. Actually, you know what? They do. They got this new house on the way. They got all these
1: things going on. This is actually great, or is it? So there's a call in the middle of the night. And Tony has to rush off. and uh, he, he, because um, his Guma has taken a bunch of pills, and uh, it, we 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 get this character with the fake leg. She has she been in the show or has she just been mentioned? Uh, I think she was
2: only mentioned because I think I, I don't know if did she tell this same story before? I know she had yeah. said the night and white satin armor line before. I forget if she told this exact story or not, but yes, we finally do meet uh arena's like cousin or whatever
1: Mm -hmm. and Uh, who who gives a bit of backstory because to to tony it's like ah this girl she's she's not taking the opportunities in front of her and i think there's a little bit of also like i'm here I'm an American citizen. I'm going crying to a therapist, even though me in the West, I've never had it so bad. Sweden, even more so. I'm not like bragging <laughs> on you or anything, Jim. Yeah. Uh, but we have, he must be feeling like, oh, she actually has been through some bad stuff with all this info he's finding out. Yeah, yeah. He's finding out about her background and he has to rush
2: to her because she's tried to commit suicide. Um, and I forget, like, what, uh, when he, I mean, I I know when he talks to the cousin, uh, but then when he talks to her, I forget what they go over, like, if there's anything in particular.
1: Um, well, you know, uh, it's like, why did you do this, and who's gonna pay for this? Oh, um, yes, that's right, yeah. And she Let's doesn't want to go back and be a dancer at the Bada Bing, and be, as we know, those dancers are practically prostitutes as well, so, yeah. uh. She doesn't want any of that, and he's kind of comforting her at the end. He's saying, it's going to be all right.
2: And, I mean, I guess uh, right before this, when he does have to head out, Carmilla is already sitting up late watching, like, an old movie, and she's already, like, kind of, like, rolling her eyes, like, okay, yeah, you got to go out in the middle of the night, whatever. Uh, You know, just the classic. I mean, the only thing really missing is Tony doesn't say, you know, are you mad at me, and she says no.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so next scene, uh, is the wedding dress scene, uh, yeah. where we find out whose kink was it on this. Uh, oh, part that's of the right. Ep- yeah, this part of the show where it's called "whose kink was it." This segment where we examine the different kinks on display and whose it they might be. Um, it was Richie. Richie wanted that. Uh, we find out, and I—I I mean, there's other stuff in the scene, but this is clearly the central part of it. And I love Carmilla's like smile like yes. the, sh- the shot ends with her just grinning in impressed astonishment at uh what she's willing to do aren't you a feminist and it's like well yeah but you know whatever well it's great because it starts out with carmela
2: is kind of trying to spread her misery in a way because you know Carmela's annoyed about her marriage and janice is in this happy moment like as we've seen with the engagement party and now she's trying on this dress like it's you know, you're building up to your, the happiest day of your life. And Carmela is just kind of like, I I think at first she's, she's being super complimentary and then Janice obviously picks it up and makes a comment about it. And then Carmela has to be like, okay, well, you know, you see how you deal with it, you know, down the line when when you have to deal with the guma. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, that's when she's like, yeah, I'd like to see you Guma let her hold a, hold a gun to her head uh, while they fuck. And it's great because yeah, Carmilla just turns into this like exgleeful gossip now, where (laughs) she's not even that concerned about her own marriage. She's just like, oh, oh my god, what a gun, Janice! And yeah, she's grinning and she's like, this is so juicy and fun. Uh, And I think I think we even get the answer like it's not even loaded all the time. You know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. I I completely usually it takes the
1: clip out. Yeah. It's fine.
2: I mean, because I think I was asking these questions. I completely forgot that the show does answer them. So I really appreciated it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a ritual. It's fetishistic. That's all. And Carmela is just gritting. Uh, I love it. And she also has a line of like when, when Janice says, oh, you're depressed, aren't you? And Carmela says, I leave that to others. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that is a good line. Revealing yes. line, too. So... um, then we have the FBI and get a bit of a look behind the scenes. As is his name, Skip. The, the yeah, I page?
2: always kept forgetting
1: who the uh, the handler's name was, but yeah, it's Skip. He's coming in to talk to the boss, and Tony has also sent a present, <laughs> like uh, both both uh, big pussy who's on the good side, in quotes, and Tony's on the bad side, in quotes. They're both just sending along presents because, you know, happy birthday. He never misses an occasion. And he's like, oh, we can't. We got to send this on. But, well, we'll give a little little snack first. A couple tastes of it here. And, yeah, that's
2: FBI Chief Frank Kubit kubitoso kubitoso i don't know Mm. fbi chief frank but yeah he's getting uh yeah he's getting the the deli platters and whatnot and i like that he's kind of not even really paying attention to skip because skip is i mean it almost feels like what he's saying is kind of important and this this informant they have uh, things might be starting to go off the rails and maybe they should do something but he's just kind of like ah, bad sake uh uh, case of Stockholm Syndrome, and the FBI director acts like Skip's too concerned, because he even says, like, yeah. don't get too attached or something like that. So it is almost like a weird way to show that they're kind of bad at their jobs.
1: Well, I almost, I felt like it was... he. I mean, Frank obviously shows a great deal of detachment, but I like that the scene is, you know, showing his cat and mouse game he's playing with Tony, because to him, Pussy is just a... Uh, it's just a, a, a one of the pieces on the board. Yep. He's not the most important piece. Sure. To Skip, it's like, oh, uh, like I'm I'm getting a bit worried. He's got Stockholm syndrome, and that's when he perks up. Like, hey, don't be getting too involved, because as Skip has tried to say, to big pussy, which he does not pick up on. Your job is to wear a wire, okay? That's what you yeah. do. You're not one like you're not working with us. You are kind of, but you're, you're like a tape recorder to us. Yeah. And that's how Frank sees him. So that I think it's even. I mean, it's got to be win-win for the FBI here because it's kind of like, well, it's a bit bit callous, but the worst that could happen is that Big Pussy dies. So, (laughs) you know, he was already one of those guys. You flipped him already. You're in a weird hostage situation. So that's why the Stockholm comparison is apt.
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It just feels like if they realized how important uh, Pussy could be and maybe made a few different decisions to handle him properly it would have worked out but man that's all what it could have should have true
1: at the same time they've had him for like a yeah yeah a while and not a lot
2: going on uh so then yeah then we got richie meeting with albert who's uh larry boy uh parisi's cousin and you know in a funny exchange they always find funny little quirks where he keeps repeating back what uh like richie says uh, yeah. back to him in a, in a funny way, almost like a Pauly Walnuts-esque. Uh, yeah. Good.
1: I was thinking of Pollywalnuts Walnuts, and I was thinking, like, Pollywalnuts Walnuts just does that with his jokes. This guy is <laughs> yeah. working overtime. He's yeah. doing it with everything. Um, <laughs> but I guess, I mean, P- um, Junior did say he's like, he's a slippery fuck. And, hey, if you just repeat whatever the other guy says, you're not committing to nothing. It does seem like, uh, uh,
2: like, because he seems dumb. But then with Junior saying that and kind of thinking of it that way, maybe he's genius, and he is just trying to see what Richie's going to say. And, I mean, it is kind of clear what's going on because he does outright say, like, ah, we think we're not going to go ahead with that or whatever. Like, you know, we expected to get fucked on the bid. That's not a big deal. And then I think Richie's like, see, that's the the commentary on the situation. Uh, But it does not work out
1: for Richie as far as getting some allies to make a move. Yeah, and if Richie knew uh, how important this was, maybe he would have tried harder to sell it. He's not... hes I mean, he's charismatic in his own weird yoga murderer way, um, but he's not great at making friends. Mm. And despite it all, if you want to be the mob leader, you got to be good at making friends, because Tony can be an asshole, but guess what? You can also hang out with Tony, have a good time. Uh, and I'm not saying it's got to be all public relations, but... Richie doesn't have a single character in this show that likes him, except for Janice. And Janice is fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, he... he put, I mean, this is Junior's test. I didn't and, realize it watching it. Yeah, and also, uh, like,
2: you know, if you go back to when we first met Richie and he uh, he runs over... Uh, what's his face? Who's the guy? He Beansy. Crippled? Yeah, Beansy. So it's almost like, why would anyone want to trust him or <laughs> get in business? Because yeah. it's not like... It's understandable if he had a beef and was trying to get back past money that he supposedly was due when he was away, but he handled it in such a terrible way that even that just shows us the audience that, all right, no one wants to really – they'll tolerate him, but no one wants to work with him.
1: Yeah, or definitely not for him. He keeps saying he's old school, and he kind of is, but – Really, he's old school in a way where he doesn't know the way of modern things, and he's making a move against the boss. Uh, so that's not very old school. He said he's got to, yeah. I got to be loyal because I'm old school, but he's not anymore. So fuck him. And um, then, uh, so Car- then Carmilla goes to the uh, yeah. goes to a shop where she, she figured out that he had supplies from here and thought she might run into him here, <sighs> which has got to be the scariest thing if you're this guy because uh, yeah. he looks terrified throughout the scene.
2: It is a weird retcon kind of I feel of Vic because he was more like the the paragon of virtue uh, in that in his debut episode, and you know he d- he doesn't show up for the uh for the lunch work job, what have you sleep with Carmilla. <laughs> while everyone's away yeah yep. but here, I mean I guess it, it part of it is the reason why obviously we do know that it's because of Tony. But it also just felt more of like a personal thing because also Tony ruined his family, uh, mm-hmm. or at least his nephew and his sister. But now here it's clear, like, oh, oh my god, oh, do you know that? Do you know who her husband is? Yeah, we worked at her house <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a funny little, you know, she runs into him. But Carmela's stance is bizarre, where she's kind of like thanking him because she feels like you know something she regretted would have happened. Um, but I feel like she's, at this moment, she's in revenge mode. I thought she was there to, you know, jump his bones.
1: Hmm. Well, it is interesting because, uh, her decision makes sense, but like going to do it and thinking that's important. Part of it's got to be, I want to see this guy. Part of it's got to be, I'm so much better than Tony. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably a lot of it because the only stuff happening before this is relating to Tony and, and his Guma. So now we're with her Guma, um, Gumu, maybe. Um, and uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he he just kind of ends oh, my fucking God. Oh, do you know who, who, who that girl is married to? And the other guy has to be like, yeah, of course, uh, we were there. Yeah. After we cut away. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I, he's. Um, I think what you're exciting.
2: You're what you're saying makes most sense, I guess, for Carmilla. And yeah, I guess that's for sure what they're going for is that it's her own. I mean, it's a selfish thing. It's just her way of being like, I am better than Tony. Like, I wouldn't be. Yep. I could almost not be as annoyed as I am right now, if I did have sex with this man a couple weeks ago. So thank you <laughs> yes. so much for giving me this For letting virtue. me be annoyed. Yeah, and,
1: yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, so Tony's with Melfi, and he's asking for a number of a good therapist. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, he, actually it's not for him. It's for, for this uh, girl, this Guma.
2: Yeah, for Arena. And I love the excuses because, the you know, the the hospital had – a psychiatrist but he's romanian and they have this you know ancient civil war or whatever it is and so she wouldn't talk to him
1: yep yep and uh you know we get a timeline because uh, tony says he's been banging her for two years uh so we get a bit of a grip on that and he says like i've had so many women why can't i just say fuck it why am i even concerned about this um and Melphy it's funny because every scene with her i'm just like she's fucking wasted right now bro (laughs) (laughs) she's so fucked up (laughs) um even though she's does you know a bit better here (laughs) as far as the therapy side
2: and uh, it's also another moment where we've seen these quite a few times uh recently where tony's with melfi and tony is like almost begging to be yelled at or scolded and this is another example because She's not really judging any. I mean, she outright says, I'm not judging anyone's sex sex life. Uh, But he's like annoyed that she's not like, he's like, even though she's 20 years younger than me and I'm a married man, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's something like that. Uh, And I I don't know. It's something we continue to see where Tony's like mad that therapy isn't just him being told that he's a piece of shit because he he knows that and he just wants someone to say it, I
1: guess yeah because she even asks uh why are you ending it and that's when he reacts like what the fuck you're always telling me i Mm -hmm. should do this or whatever and that's when she answers like what i didn't tell you to do anything with this um but he feels judged by her because he's judging himself and you know of course his whole family situation carmilla is definitely judging him um so yeah um and then i mean yeah then from there basically
2: we got richie and junior jackie junior's there uh jackie junior's there as well and another moment of jackie junior thinking he's tough and can speak and junior says something like who's talking did did you hear anything (laughs) uh and yeah this is where junior finds out that larry's out um and then when he leaves like i was mentioning when bobby is like oh fearless for his size and then Junior calls him a fucking loser. <laughs> Just fucking loser. He couldn't sell it. I almost use this clip for the start uh, because I love, you know, adding like because Junior, you know, especially towards the end of season one and for a lot of this season, you know, he's played a little bit more pathetic and maybe kind of not really dumb, but like you know, he was being played by people, and now we're seeing like, oh no, he's got some smarts behind him. He's got, he's grown some wisdom from being in this game for such a long time and the well, way
1: good I was I was going to say I was two two things uh I I only now like I've throughout this episode and even discussing it I was like all right Richie Jackie Junior Junior Richie Jackie Junior <laughs> and I'm I've been confusing them all along not not really like who is this guy but like okay that's his son right and I thought that was the ballroom dancer but that's Jackie's son who's dropped out yes. of college yep. who's tagging along and talking all Talking all hard and such. Um, yes. Also, second thing, uh, this is unorthodox, but can we play the clip anyway? Even if, like, do we have this technology? Might take a second to pull up, but I, I really liked as well. Junior, like, after they leave, because I've been, like I said earlier, I was thinking, like, what, Junior, you're going a bit he- quick down this route. It didn't end so well last time, but then here we see, like, oh, Junior is actually thinking this through and i think it could have gone either way and i'm kind of in awe just like his lackey
2: i did cut the clip so i do have it i could play it real quick
1: yeah let's play it let me pull it up
2: all right and here we go fucking
0: loser he couldn't sell it richie pay attention you just may learn something here who am i best off with we best off with old man profachi knew how to split his enemies He couldn't fucking sell it. He's not respected. But Tony, with his... ...impulsiveness and selfishness... ...he's locked up on that fucking head of his. I'm better off with Tony. Definitely. I want to see Anthony at the doctor's office tomorrow. What are you
2: looking at? I'm in awe of you. <laughs> I'm in awe of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what a great, great scene. scene.
1: I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm kind of in awe as well. I'm, I'm, uh, I, yeah. It's just a very good scene. I don't really have much to add. I just wanted to hear it again. And like, like we mentioned, he, he, actually plays like in his head. It's, it's playing out like a chess game. Like the fucking FBI director here, and he couldn't sell it, and he's not respected. He doesn't say he runs over people for no reason, but that's part of why he isn't respected. <laughs> and it's almost he's, he's even pacing, and it's almost like
2: he's on one side with Tony, and then he walks to the other side, and he's with Richie, and then he ends on the Tony side. So, yeah, it, it's a great scene. its It adds a lot to um, Junior's character. And, I mean, obviously we already know Junior. He's got that connection anyways where he, it was going to hurt him to have to do it in the first season. And it's not like he really wants to, but, you know, if Richie could have sold it and not been a loser, he probably would have gone through with it.
1: Yes. And, wow, yeah, you're right. He paces from side to yeah. side. Those are the, the different characters. This is why you and I are not winning Emmys yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got to figure this shit out because that's, that's so simple, but it's so true, yeah. and it's a visual medium. That's how it works. You got you to gotta be on top of this shit. Absolutely. Uh, so. And then, yeah, Puss goes to see Chris,
2: and uh you know, bought a car for Adriana, and then he he, he finds out they might be in on some Pokemon cards. Uh, they're gonna boost a truck. <laughs> uh, it's great because it's like this was kind of when I, I guess Pokemon was like was like a legit new thing. so it was mm-hmm. kind of like a fun little reference to throw in. Uh, the way the way Puss plays this scene, I almost initially I thought that maybe he got up to leave because it was like, ah, oh, Christopher is being a good guy. We got all this history. I don't want to do this to him. But no, it's just he's such a piece of shit. He wants to run off and tell Skip about <laughs> this new uh, information he has on boosting this truck of Pokemon cards.
1: Well, yeah, I I, I thought he was, like, wearing a wire right then. And yeah. even that he came in of, to talk about the car, like, at the end, he, he forget, forgets about it mm. and – uh he, he has to, like, remind him of the car. But, yeah, and, and I also thought, like, he's he, he is picking up information on, like, how it works, like, how we buy shit and sell shit and stuff. And that almost seems, you know, like you could probably litigate someone better with that than some Pokemon cards. Yeah. Um, and I love, I mean, I've watched the subtitles. It does say Pokemon cards, but they, as you said, they call them Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemans, uh, which is, you know, apt and great. Um, and he has to, as like you said, he goes and calls Skip who's in a dentist's office and has to tell the dentist to go away so he can do his FBI business and, uh, you know, he says, uh, please don't do this, please don't be an idiot again and go do something, like, well, you remember you're not allowed to do crimes, and he's like, right, I forgot the crimes, but at least I can tail him. And uh, he says that in his head. He doesn't say it out loud.
2: And he Well, he even has a code name, because when he calls, like, this is Fat Man, I got some info, and then he's like, who is (laughs) this?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, And I guess, uh, based on Wikipedia anyway, there was a show, uh, Jake and the Fat Man, and supposedly it's an in-joke to that, because I guess Vic was on the show, Jake and the Fat Man. Ah,
1: okay. Okay.
2: uh, According to this, anyways. It is weird, because... Sopranos makes a lot of weird references that are way over my head because it's always like 70s TV shows or or something mm-hmm. like that. And now I got to wonder, I'm the one making like 80s TV show references that no
1: one's fucking getting. Oh, yes. The times change. <laughs> well, you know, in our TV show that we write, there's going to be all sorts of references to Buffy and everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh, is that like... The, that old Vampire Diaries, before Vampire Diaries, or whatever is popular now. Even Vampire Diaries is fucking dated. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, even that. Uh,
2: now when you're talking about Roswell, you got to talk about the new
1: Roswell that they're putting out. There's a new Roswell? Oh, yeah, I just God. learned this yesterday. <laughs> Jesus. I watched every episode of that. Um, I'll get ready for the diff- new shit. Fuck yeah. Showswhatyouknow.com <laughs> for all our Roswell discussions. If you love Sopranos, you are sure to love Roswell. <laughs> The space alien TV show <laughs> where we're all hot teens. Um, but anyway, so we get another scene with the Guma. Yes. Um Where Tony's brought this number and wants her to call it. And first she thinks it's some fucking modeling thing. And she is pretty upset because she's been told she's too old for modeling. Which even Tony, you know, makes him skip a beat like, fuck, I didn't. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, and it feels like he could have sold this if he just said... Like, it's not a big deal. I go to therapy. But he's not willing to make himself that vulnerable here. Yeah, no way. Uh, Because he was talking about before, like, why don't I just say fuck it? And then it's like that's what he wants to do even though he doesn't feel good about it. And she reacts really strongly against going to see a psychiatrist because, as we get explained to us, <laughs> that basically means you're going off to the mines. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah ve- but he doesn't sell it. Just like Richie, he doesn't sell it. Very scary thing for Russian. It's like
2: Gulag where they, uh, you know, uh, reprogram your mind. Uh, it's, such, yeah. it's like it's kind of, I guess, there's some truth there, but it's such a funny uh <laughs> funny way that they're both (laughs) reacting so harshly to psychiatry and and also yeah like for him to be that vulnerable because uh she's already reacting like a weak you know pathetic person would go to therapy and so then there's even even the risk that she'd look at him less uh, because mm-hmm. of it. Or, you know, her spitting on therapy is like spitting on him. So, yeah, there's no way. He's not going to lay that bare for Arena the Guma.
1: <sighs> yeah, which is a shame, I think. He yeah. should have. Um, so, uh, <laughs> next scene, Richie's saying to uh, uh, Janice that a decision went against me, which impacts me a great deal financially. And I feel like he's... Uh, w- like a lot of maybe characters on these shows, when he's upset, he sort of talks more fancily, or when he has to obscure the fact that we do tons of illegal shit all the time, mm-hmm. he's like he formats his sentence differently than he would, so he's being weirdly formal with her and saying that you know um basically. This is, like, basically we're getting fucked by Tony. Uh, Or at least that's how Janice understands it. She's the one who's upset here. Richie's not upset because he's already on the move, uh, making moves against Tony.
2: Yes. And, uh, I mean, he's starting to get upset because she she starts to get him worked up a bit. And before she even mentions the kids, she's getting him worked up about Tony. And uh, she's saying, like, oh, yeah, I knew, like... He didn't want us to have a house bigger than his and shit like that. And then Richie uh, uh, to himself is like, you give him a jacket and he gives it to his bullock maid. I love that he brings it up again. Like every time that she eggs him on, he has a small mention of the jacket and then it comes up again. And then, you know, she hits him with the kicker Uh, because, you know, as we know, uh, I mean, this would be a thing for any family. But as we know, it's like this – especially with, like, these mobsters and these Italians, you have, you know, your mob family and you have your regular family. So it's this, like, extra personal insult that he doesn't think Richie's good enough to, like, hang out with his kids. And then I think yeah. he, like, whips something off the wall. Then you hear Olivia on the walkie-talkie. You're like, what was that? <laughs> What's yeah. going
1: on? Yeah. Uh, he throws a beer bottle. Oh, uh, that's what it is, um, and so big pussy's doing his stakeout Ugh. like he's seen on TV. We can only assume, like of course, like you and I would do a stakeout, like with a little tape recorder. Subject has not yet left location. <laughs> Talk about formatting your sentences differently. Um, he's there, you know, taking the time. I'm surprised he doesn't have like a big ass sandwich or a burger <laughs> takeout like you do. And he's watching his friends like a fucking weird. Like fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck no. big pussy. It's
2: really it's. I mean, it's dumb on so many levels. Like, even if you... Even if... Like, because technically, if he's trying to do a good thing, like if he was trying to get some of these criminals off the streets, but even if he was trying to do that, he's making a terrible choice. And as it doesn't play out that well, he ends up running a guy over and crashing his car and fleeing the scene. Uh, It's a complete tragedy all around.
1: Yeah, and I mean, his job is to build a case against Tony... And, like, getting to see if Christopher gets the Pokemon cards is not going to make a big yeah. difference. Uh, there's no way. And even... it's a fucking, Maybe I'm, like, extra... I, I get that it's not about the Pokemons, <laughs> but it's about, like, stealing the truck or whatever. But I've seen Goodfellas. We bring it up every episode since we watched it. And, hey, tr- trucks disappear all the time, I yeah. assume. Yeah, it's just... I guess it's...
2: In a way, like especially if you tie it into what he's talking about earlier in the episode, it's almost like he just wants this big slam dunk so he could be done with it already. So yeah. it's like he, he just wants to get the evidence so he can be done. He doesn't have to do this. And he could do something else. But he's big pussy and he's a fucking idiot and uh, <laughs>
1: makes things worse. And And totally in line with what we said about this season – you know what happens to Richie all of it being like more about the meaninglessness and like things happening at random he just crashes into like he has to swerve uh, another swerve in this episode Mm. out of the way of a red truck and he crashes into a guy on a bike almost kills him actually he's in a coma and uh just staggers (laughs) out of there and he doesn't he doesn't even stagger to the fucking guy on the bike of course he doesn't what a piece of shit yeah no he doesn't yeah he doesn't try to help him or anything
2: he just has to get the fuck out of there uh then we check in with um oh arena calls tony's home And the the Polak. (laughs) Another great
1: cultural thing of we don't like the Romanians, we don't (laughs) like the Polaks. Fuck everyone. They just get into uh, a yelling match, and uh, before Tony snatches the phone, and now she's all, "I miss you, I love you," Um, and uh, it ends with Tony slamming the phone down, and Carmella looking at him like, "Dude, "Dude, what the fuck?"
2: The camera pan to Carmella being there. (laughs) It's such a perfect. It's such a great. Like, because it, it just feels so real in general. Like, if you were kind of being, like, a scummy piece of shit, like, cheating on your wife, and then that happened, and then she was right there. But yeah. just the pan and the look on her face, it's, like, you know, give the Emmy just for that. You know, here's the yes. Emmy, director, just for this camera pan. Because it's, it's, like, you know, I, even, I, I, like, had to rewind it and watch it again, because yeah. it really, like, takes your breath away for a second. You're like, oh, shit. And Tony is telling the truth but he's lying because he says it's been done for a while but you know he is telling the truth about what happened and Carmilla's line of like you uh, you're making me feel sorry for a whore that fucks you ah uh, it's so great
1: yeah, and not that line, but the pan is definitely <laughs> going to be part of our, uh, you know, sitcom edits that yeah. we eventually do. Or please, if you're listening, if you have, you know, a dope premiere or whatever, uh, feel free to edit that up for us because clearly we cannot pull, follow through on this. We're like big pussy yeah. swerving off the road. We 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 brought this up literally episode two. Uh, it's been months mm-hmm. and we have not done it. But here's another great moment of that, like, don't call her again, slam pan yeah. laugh track.
2: Ugh. And, you know, she kind of she she storms away and she's kind of in tears and her friends telling her, you know, that they're all the same. And then she brings up Vic and she's like, not all of them. That man that did my wallpaper, you know, he was a good man. And it's like, please, Carmilla, you know, he didn't he didn't fall through with anything because your husband. He pissed his pants scared. Uh, And it is kind of like this, you know, awakening of like. You know, as long as you're with Tony, you're kind of in this like Tony prison. You know, someone yeah. would have to be really fucking ballsy to, uh, like if you want to have your, your side piece, someone's gonna have to be really ballsy to fuck around like that.
1: Yes. Um, so, uh, Tony goes to the, uh, you know, to the medical office where, where Junior is, and he's about to lay, lay a big one on him. And, um, tells him that uh Richie's conspiring against him and at first uh at first Tony's like what the fuck and finds out that oh I got it from Richie himself and I mean Tony's not stupid either uh he figures out that yeah you're like maybe you're telling me this right now but I mean they, they go a bit back and forth on it but Tony definitely knows what's up and that it could have gone either way. But at the same time, you are here. You are telling me. So that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Because best is like,
2: why is Richie telling you all this? Uh, why would Richie tell you all this? And then it's kind of, you know, Junior's like, because I played him. I made, a feel, <laughs> made him feel like I was on his side. Uh, yeah. And, you know, maybe we see something like that later. But uh, it is nice. It's a nice moment because. I almost was thinking, like, oh, Tony's not even going to give him, like, a thank... Like, he should... He's got to give him at least a thank you. And, you yeah. know, Tony does do that. Like, I'm grateful. He bumps up his percentage. Goes from 5% to 75 They end in a hug. And, you know, now, like, Tony's on the case. He's got Silvio. Richie wants me popped. Things are in motion. And, and you know, we, the audience, were like, ah, here we go. Mob war. Let's do this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, five to seven and a half is such a such a stockbroker <laughs> thing that it's like, all right. If it if he'd gone to ten, that yeah. would have been like, oh, it mean, meant something. But it's like, nope. But yeah. it does mean something. That was interesting. Um, I love the next scene with Silvio as well, where Tony's there and uh, says, you know, my future brother-in-law has caused a serious problem. How big? He's dissatisfied with the leadership. Uh, which is another fancy phrase. He wants to have me pop, and then Silvio gets to walk off. I think this scene might be all in one take. Maybe I think so. He yeah. kind of walks closer to the cam. Well, the camera moves back with him, and he sort of has a little think, and then he comes back, and he's <laughs> like, I-, "I don't remember the exact line, but like, I genuinely can't see any uh, upside to keeping him around." Or yeah, whatever it's he a says. great. It's yeah, a great, great way
2: to uh, yeah to lay it out. Like, all right,
1: yeah, fuck this guy. Let's get him out of here. Yeah, and Tony says like, oh, I got to decide what to do with him, and then Silvio gives his two cents, and it's like, okay, I've decided, that was fast, (laughs) Uh, didn't need that much persuading, get it done, Um, but will they get a chance to? The next scene um, is with Janice and Richie, and they're having a bit of domestic uh, bliss, followed by a domestic dispute about the food, Um, getting ready on time, and All that stuff. And uh, she's saying, oh, don't bitch about the bill for this and that. And, uh, yeah, things get out of hand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What they're – because, you know, it's kind of an
2: extension of what they were talking about before, uh, you know, because Janice is still all up on – you know, the, the, the wedding and the money. Oh, and you know, Oh, what do you say? Like, Oh, my kid hit, uh, hit me up for five grand to go to Europe or something. Mm-hmm. And this is where we start seeing. Cause uh, I think Richie makes a comment like that. You know, why couldn't Jackie have been my son? You know, this kid carries my name. Oh, cause she calls yeah. him like little Richie and he's like, Rick, Yeah. Or, you know, he's Rick now, like that's, that's when he was 10 years old. And then she's like, you know, you came home with a fucking attitude and we're starting to see like, you know, even though the honeymoon hasn't happened, they're already exiting the honeymoon phase here. Uh, And, and it's, I like how they did this because most of the times when we've been checking in with them, since we haven't spent so much time with them, it seems like everything's on the up and up, even when they're at the garbage man's ball and uh, you know, Janice is all together and happy to be at the country club, and of course the engagement party and the wedding dress. But now it's just like the reality of if they did get married and they'd have to spend year after year together. We're seeing hints of that, and it's it's such a weird surprise when uh, Jackie punches her in the face. I mean, when Richie punches her in the face, but then I just remember like he told Christopher you know give her your name give her your last yeah. name and then do whatever you want so it's like oh yeah yep. he is
1: old school he's <laughs> yes <laughs> he's old school in all the worst ways you can't be <laughs> yeah um because uh yeah he you know they tell each other to shut the fuck up and uh yeah uh, she says oh just because he's a ballroom dancer you think he's that gay and what if he was what difference does it make and then you get punched yep and uh she's really shocked uh i'm pretty shocked too uh you know, having a common enemy is really underrated in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh they've been so against Tony, every scene of theirs has been about we gotta fuck this guy up. Um and all of a sudden, hey, if your dinner is not on the table, you call my son gay, which she she didn't even do. Um she he really did come home with an attitude. Yeah. Um but it- that's so rough because for Janice we saw the scene earlier of how lo- in love she is. We heard the clip at the beginning of the show. Uh, I believe her. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't think she's playing at all. She's not Olivia Soprano who doesn't well, have any positive a- feelings.
2: In a weird way, I do believe her, but I also hear Livia in that moment. I feel like hmm. I hear it a little bit. I don't think she's as far gone. I do believe that she loved Richie, but I feel like it's you're starting to see elements of like Richie was a saint uh yeah. in a weird way. But I mean, we Oh talk- yeah, well, yeah. We can talk about that uh, a little bit when we get to that scene, but um and just the way the way Richie is like really satisfied with himself that he punched her in yeah. the face and that she's so surprised and kind of like you know, scared and hurt uh you know, obviously as she should be and he kind of goes gets his food and he like sets it down and, you know, I think he says like, "What are you going to cry?" Yeah. Uh, And then she steps away and comes back with a gun and fuck it. He's like, I don't got time for this. And she just fucking pops him. But it's almost like, you know, I guess in a weird way, it's a tie to like, uh, I thought you were a feminist, Janice. And to Janice, it's like she is seeing her future. Like, OK, we're not even married yet. He punched me in the face. It's not going to get better from here. So it's almost like a kick-ass, yeah, uh, yeah yay women uh, uh, moment here as she uh, blasts Richie
1: and fucking puts another one in his head. I mean, yes, I did message you like, I like Janice now after watching this. <laughs> yeah. um, because, uh, I mean, it is, it is. I think the reason it is extra rough it's uh, is when she gets punched that she had just expressed all her love, how she's been searching for so long. She's found her soulmate, she thinks, <laughs> is so close to home. It's a great story that she's telling herself about her life, and now that story, he breaks it in one second, and that makes her go a bit uh, crazy in the head, too, because he also, I think you're right. I mean, he's so smug afterwards. If he, Obviously, if he was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I don't know. what I got so angry. But no, he's like, this is how it's going to be. He's yep. showing this is your life now. What, are you going to cry about it? So she shoots him in the fucking chest uh, once and then t- once again, and he's gone. And uh, what a great scene. Oh, yeah, big time.
2: And then so Tony and Karma are at home, and then the phone rings, and Carmela has a great line where she says, you better answer that because maybe she slit the other wrist. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so great. And, uh, yeah, it's Janice, and she's hysterical, and she needs Tony to come over. Um. And, you know, Tony says it. He's like, oh, I got to go over. It's Janice. And I like, you know, we see later on Carmela rightfully is questionable on that. But she does call the house and hang up when she hear the Tony answers. But before that, Tony shows up and, you know, he takes he's got his gun ready uh, because, you know, he did just get word that Richie wants to make a move. And what a perfect setup uh, could have been to have her call and, you know, have him rush
1: over in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that he went without backup to connect it again to well, again, to connect, to to remember the time there was a strike happening and he went alone to talk to some guy who was the leader of the strike and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) But then it turned out they were colluding from the get-go. Richie and he uh, and and Tony are not colluding at all. They're deadly enemies and he's literally just said to Silvio, get it done. He doesn't even know the plan of how it's going to happen or like his, because he doesn't want to know. And uh, he just pulls up... On his own with a gun, I did not think he was that fond of Janice that he would do that. Or he, I, I think he would have thought, "Oh, this is a setup" or whatever. But uh, he's even he answers the phone like you said. Oh, is it Ma or, or whatever? Like he yeah. he really, I don't know. He goes over. I'm surprised. What do you think?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess what you're saying does make sense. It almost does feel like he should have backup, but I guess it's almost for the. Um uh for the scene to play out where it's just tony and janice but yeah it would make more sense if he kind of had paulie or someone with him just in case uh to make sure things are on the up and up but it didn't really i mean just him taking out the gun shows to me that like okay he's ready for something to go down and he's completely ready for this to be a setup well,
1: like we also know from last episode, he wants some excitement in his life. True. He does. It, he yeah, wants that's... some of this stuff to happen. Uh, he wants to be involved with it, so of course he's going to show up. And uh, his expression is interesting when he comes up behind Janice, via, like surprise, and then I think he kind of smiles. Uh, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I think he kind of uh,
2: has like a smirk on his face a little bit.
1: Yeah. Because I think, I mean, at first for the first second at least he's got to think like oh this is me I did this Yeah, like Silvio did this because it would be a real coincidence I mean it is a real coincidence when he finds out what really happened Um, and luckily uh, Olivia had two uh, sleeping pills or whatever so she's knocked out because they were going to have sex but like she said guess not not (laughs) likely yeah two nebutals ma?
2: Mm. ma she took two nebutals ma? And then, uh, yeah. So, you know, Tony finds the scene and he's going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. Get the, I need the shoes and your clothes you're wearing. Uh, then we see skip and pussy, uh, at the hospital. Cause pussy took off and, you know, skip has to tell him he's not an FBI employee. Uh, what do you think you're doing? What if they saw you, you know, that's the genius of it. I took my son's car. It's like, all right, like <laughs> an idiot.
1: Yeah. What a genius move. Um, and I didn't, uh, I mean, we, we get it said in this episode, he's gotta, still got to do his time for selling heroin. Yeah. But not like a lot of time, I guess. I didn't
2: notice. I, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that either. I thought usually they're going to hook you up. I mean, maybe, he, yeah, it's, that's the deal. Usually I thought it would be like, we're going to get rid of your sentence and then, and then, you know, as long as you give us the information. But he just gets like an, a suspended sentence. Uh, yes. Chris and Furio show up for the cleanup uh then yeah Carm does call to kind of check to make sure tony is there and he is and they take richie away and they start chopping him up at satrielli's they got to get it done before
1: 5 a.m before the meat guys get there well i'm not gonna eat anything from here in a while and i also loved furio's line of like oh what a shame it's a cadillac oh yeah like, that's the that's the thing that's a shame they got to crush his car up and it's like oh cadillac oh so sad. It's not sad about the dead human. I mean, the dead car. We're worried about.
2: That's been his thing. Uh, cause yeah. W- doesn't he mention the like the TV? Great TV. Yeah, H D T V <laughs> Oh, magnificent. And I guess it ties into when he first showed up and he's talking about like the AMC channel and all that. Like, the these movies on TV. He's still loving America. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So they go through the you know the the meat chop up. Then it's early morning. Tony's helping Janice get ready, and Livia comes down the stairs and to like i said to me this is what it's been all about getting this moment where tony and livia kind of have it out a little bit and tony kind of makes the comments like "Hi, you know what chance did she have with you as a mother you know giving her shit well because she makes a comment like oh what uh no wonder he left her or, of course uh he jilted mm. her yeah. uh, and she's like smiling about it and livia's acting like Oh well, first she says babies are like animals. You gotta—they're like dogs. You have yeah. to teach them right from wrong. Someone had to do it, and she gets up to, for a kiss from Tony, and Tony kind of has this realization like she doesn't know, but I feel like she knows.
1: Well, I I felt like um, at the end of last season I was saying over and over how. She's definitely, like, pretending with all this crazy stuff, uh, like this losing her memory and all this. Because, you know, she was coming to their house in the middle of the night, looking in the windows like, where am I? And asking about just dead people and such. And uh, at this point, uh, like you said, she probably knows to some extent, but it's definitely more real than it was. Sure. Um, is what I think. And And time has passed and... It's kind of like with Junior, how he got out of jail on, you know, the medical issues. But then, like, guess what? You're old as fuck, <laughs> and you actually have these medical issues, and uh, you're going to die soon no matter what happens. Um, so Livia must, like, th- that's what I read into his realization there of, like, when he's, she's standing up like, Oh, aren't you going to kiss me? Like, oh, she's just crazy in a way that I can't even be mad at right now.
2: Well, yes, but I feel like the laugh is a dead giveaway. I f- and, and it's a nice, like, parallel to look at the smile on her face. She's laughing, like, at the end of season one when she oh, has yeah. the stroke. And she's like, she's got a fucking smile on her face. And then here, when he falls and he's just young, fat Tony, like, young, little chubby Tony again. And his gun falls out. And it's humili. and It's a humiliating moment. And she witnesses it. And she chuckles and is kind of like it's to me it's a chilling moment like it's kind of creepy it's like something out of a horror movie because she shows this weird sense of um i mean more like awareness than we usually see from her and then she just kind of like closes the door and walks away like my job is done here uh i don't it really affected me like that scene to me it's like super chilling
1: wow okay i thought it was a funny pratfall (laughs) it (laughs) is a funny uh, more out of that scene than i did (laughs) um but yeah, you're, I mean, he he kind of has to rush out of there. Like, it's been like, oh, she, sh- it's kind of been like, she should be afraid of me. Like, I almost killed her for what she did. But he's the one who's been avoiding her and running away, and she's just laughing at him. Yeah, so I uh, sure. can't feel great. And um, then, uh, so Sylvia show- last scene with the, the Guma, and like you said, yeah. Sylvia shows
2: up. He's got seventy-five grand and i mean what a nice uh package to walk away with that's not too bad you can't shake a stick at that and then i think even uh the cousins like yes you should listen to him he's smart man because it's like clearly because it's like yes take the money you fucking dumbass.
1: (laughs) yeah i like Silvio of like hey in my business i see a lot of girls come and go got a very short window (laughs) uh but hey you always got to be open to the next thing when something bad happens uh uh silvio my favorite mobster of the crew even though he doesn't do much uh he's got the loyalty he's got the lines of uh i genuinely don't see any purpose to keeping <laughs> him around it can always depend on silvio
2: uh then we see um the bus Ton- yeah the bus. tony's putting janice on a bus to seattle and like i used the quote at the top i love when you know we buried him on a hill Overlooking a, you know, a river, and there's pine cones everywhere, and she's buying into it. Like, I mean, obviously, she wants to believe it, and then Tony's like,
1: "No, what what the fuck do you care? (laughs) You really want to know? You really want to know what we did with him?" And yeah, well, it's I, pretty. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a lot of uh, morbid humor, which is not strange at all, given the situation, given the show and these people. But he says, like, hey, all in all, pretty good visit. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is another great line. And she asks, what the hell is wrong with the family? And he's, he says, you know, with a mother like ours, she wa- he wants to pin it on her. Uh, of course and she's like well her parents weren't a ball of fun good, happy good times either which is kind of an interesting point because you know in therapy you blame it all on your parents but then you go ahead and fuck up your own kids anyway yes yeah
2: and uh yeah he mentions she was incapable of experiencing joy and uh janice says you know richie told me that you were seeing psychiatrists i always brought it up and you flipped out and he says, you know, maybe you should start seeing a therapist again, too. And, you know, oh. it's like a, a bittersweet farewell. It's kind of nice for Tony that he's getting he's got two of, a, you know, a annoyances out of his life now. <laughs>
1: two for one deal, kind of. You know, uh, but on, it's still on, his sister. Like one, sorry, I was just okay. going to say one thought in my head when she shot him and when Tony showed up was and I realized it wouldn't have worked, but I thought he might even just leave and then that's two annoyances out of his life because she's going to go to prison for killing mm. Richie and he doesn't like her very much and she's unstable. But uh, that, of course he's not going to do that, partially because Janice knows too much. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want her negotiating with fucking Skip in the <laughs> FBI uh, or anything like that. So get her on a bus is much better.
2: Yes. And then Carmilla is still reading Memoirs of a geisha uh tony comes back and they kind of have uh some back and forth here and she's also got these like pamphlets and maps and touristy stuff all laid out uh but before that i do like she's he's like uh you know janice had to go away uh back to seattle like oh where's richie you know richie's gone oh where'd he go you know, Karm, we've been married for eighteen years. Do I have to make you an accessory after the fact? And then she's like, Oh, oh my God. Uh yeah. that was not a marriage made in heaven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she's about halfway through the book. And given that each season is, I think, supposedly, you know, more or less a year. It's been about three months. Uh, so she's making slow slow headway through Memoirs of a Geisha. Yeah. Um, but at least she's making some plans to go to Italy with her friend. Well, with, uh, with uh, Jackie Aprile's widow, right? Yep. Um, and uh, he's kind of like, "What? Well, what are people going to think? And she's like, well, you know, if I have to drive AJ to another dentist, I just might kill myself. So you're going to have to do it. And walks off leaving him there alone on the couch. Another An sit- un-
2: sitcom-y moment. Another, like...
1: Yep. Uh, where, you know, you throw in the laugh track, like, I just might kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and, and another good shot, because uh, this one's static from the front with them sitting on either side of the couch. Uh, the, the So it's like a balanced shot, and then she leaves, leaving him unbalanced, sitting alone on one side of the same shot. And uh, I think that's pretty much uh, where we cut to black. Yeah, well, but
2: we do have to, we do, we we were so caught up in the Richie hit and how exciting it was that we we almost forgot. We got to throw it up on the counter, make it official. Let's do it.
1: That's right. The death counter is increased by one, and it's a big one. We are now, for those listening at home, at 20 deaths and the walkouts are uh staggering along at 9 there has been clear progression on both though we've been about 10 behind on the walkouts uh i believe there was uh, some, there was a, a period of time there in season 1 and early 2 when a lot of people were getting killed but <laughs> hey a lot of people might storm out real soon you never know
2: that's true and i mean we've let, we've, we've let some stormouts fly i mean we, he stormed out on arena earlier in this episode we let it fly yeah. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That's quite, uh, in a, in almost similar to, well, Game of Thrones is later, but you know, in Game of Thrones fashion where we have, uh, the episode before the finale, but you know, the sparks were flying and things went down.
1: Yes. Which is nice. Uh, cause it always gives you a little breathing room and other things to resolve which we'll get into next time. Uh, If you have thoughts on uh, The Sopranos, please do send them in to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. We are quickly coming up on the end of season 2 of The Sopranos and uh, we haven't completely settled what we're gonna watch in between seasons so if you have an opinion do send us an email um and uh hey of course you can always find, find more from jim at jimandthem.com and i'm located at awesomepedia.org with all my bullshit uh what else jim
2: well there's just one more thing
1: what's that cut to black